1: That's 800 410 4771. Live
2: from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! Let's
3: get it. Mike Semper VV here with you for the next hour talking professional wrestling and mixed martial arts, which is something Brian Alvarez and I do every single day, right here, seven days a week. And however you're joining me today, tune in iHeart American Forces Radio over the air affiliates like the Mighty Ear 1090, SportsByline.com, Sirius XM via podcast, or streaming video live for the homies here, twitch.tv backslash F4W video. I want to say thank you for giving me a little bit of your time today. Brian Alvarez didn't have any time for you today. I don't know where Brian is. I don't believe he's at the beach. Although, if you heard yesterday's show, you would have known that it is going to be in the 80s, around his locale. He had taken off the shawl he usually wears and put on the muscle shirt Gave us a little bit of a flex at the end of the show yesterday. Have scared children nationwide. That's okay. Brian's going to be back tomorrow. And I have a feeling that he didn't do the show today because, well, he just can't hold it in. He was going to pick up a couple of FCC fines today. It's possible. It's possible I still might. Raw was last night. And it was not good. It, It was not good at all. It was very, very bad. It was very, very bad the day after WrestleMania, and it's not like it wasn't a show without some focus. They know where they're going with some of these things, at least they they do right now. But there were a whole lot of low points last night, and a whole lot of head scratching decisions that were made that just didn't make any sense. But we'll get into all of those. The Wednesday night wars are over. I'll give you the card for NXT tonight adjust your DVRs accordingly if they don't do it for you already and and we're out of the mud of battling over the ratings every single Wednesday. We'll know what NXT does before AEW begins and we'll have AEW's rundown of the dynamite card coming up here in a little bit as well too. Plus your phone calls and be a different number today since we're using the Sports Byline Studios, we're going to make Dom work. Probably open those up in the second segment but when we get back, you know the topic. Monday Night Raw, Wrestling Observer Live.
4: your fuel system can make your car run better and improve gas mileage. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts and pick up a bottle of Chevron Techron fuel system cleaner and add it to your tank during your next fill-up. On sale now, buy one, get one free at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Stop by and talk to our professional parts people today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com O, O, O,
5: O'Reilly
0: Auto Parts
1: That's 800-251-7460.
4: I'm Ron Barr. All my life I've been active, playing tennis, pickup basketball, cycling, and swimming. But let me tell you, as I've gotten older, my body now tells me when enough is enough and I've done too much. Did you know 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living? I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor can help all those body parts that are hurting, sore, such as neck and shoulder, back, hip, or knee, or just general muscle aches and pains. Here's what I recommend. Go to relieffactor.com to find out more. And Relief Factor has something special for the Sports Byline USA Network listeners. You can get their three-week quick start program for just $19.95. That's only 95 cents a day. So give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. Or check it out at relieffactor.com.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Mike Sempervivi here with you, Wrestling Observer Live. Seven days a week for an hour at a time. We do this thing. You want me 24-7? You can't have me. But the easiest uh, access to try to get to me that way would be through my Twitter, at Sempervivi. The timeline for this show, at WONF4W, the broadcaster, at Sports Byline USA, and if you love pro wrestling, at Mid-Atlantic Pod. If you love Brian Alvarez, it's Brian with a Y, Brian Alvarez. He'll be back alongside with me tomorrow, and he'll still have something to rant about. There was there was plenty of Raw last night to rant about, and I don't know when he made the decision to, to not do the show today. I woke up about 20 minutes before the show started, <laughs> had no idea said so you're doing the show today and I went okay I didn't have any caffeine I had to go out run out and buy that so here ask kids uh, I had nothing planned because I honestly thought much like every other Tuesday we would begin the show Brian would do the intro we'd go to break we'd come back like we are right now and for the next 10 minutes, For all you Twitch homies out there who are watching right now or watching later on our YouTube channel, this is how I thought I was going to be for not only 10 minutes, but the three minutes we'd have after this segment. I'd have nothing to say. Why? Because Brian would be ranting this whole time about the hideous show that we had last night. But now it's me and i almost don't know what to say about that show it uh let's start with adnan verk adnan verk is very good at what he does adnan verk has been working for espn for years he worked for the maple leaf sports and entertainment network before that oh by the way for wrestling fans who may have been in a in a bubble last night adnan verk is the new play-by-play announcer for monday night raw he is a very, very talented uh, sports announcer. He did very well with their baseball coverage. And in fact, now he works for the MLB Network. Also works for Zone. He's very good in sports. He was not good last night. And I don't blame Mr. Virk at all. It's much like when Mike Adamley got there. It's like when they've thrown other people in that position. What do you want this guy to do? He's a big wrestling fan, but he's got a job, he's got a family. He probably is not into this the same way that all of you out there listening are. But he was probably thrown a bunch of money, thought this is going to be really cool. Let me give it a shot. And he was thrown out there to the Wolves last night and uh, hey, look, if you're a professional, you can make a you can make a quick improvement. But I don't know how you can make a quick improvement and memorize as many moves as this gentleman is going to need to memorize. Because there were times last night where I'm not even sure if he knew what a suplex was. And this is not meant to, to bury an invert. It's meant to bury the fact that they threw him out there in that position to start this show the day after WrestleMania, You know, a a new start, a new fresh revival. And I understand that the the season begins in, in September for the fall TV season. I get that, but like... This was going to be a fresh start. It's kind of like what Brian bitched about with Bobby Lashley getting the victory over Drew and you start the show in that type of way where you have the heel going over, you know, at this time where, you know, you're introducing this stuff to Peacock and he pointed it out also about Alexa Bliss and all that stuff with Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Is that really how you want to start the show? Is this how you want to present yourself? And it wasn't anywhere near the level of, of, of Brian's ranting about that when it comes to to, to Adnan Verk, but just it just was crazy it just seemed to be a crazy move made for god knows what reason we still don't even know why other than they want tom phillips to do some more other things for for peacock and they have a big name i guess Corey graves is back there i think that's a good thing i like Corey graves a lot i know a lot of people don't but i don't care i don't care you can think Corey gaves is a prick you can think he's a, a terrible person has awful takes whatever he does a great job being fed the stuff that they feed him and he regurgitates it out in the best possible way. Look at everybody else who's gone through there with, with Dasha and Renee Young on commentary, unfortunately for her and a lot of other people, Byron, you know, Corey's good and he's going to be desperately relied on to, to help Adnan Verk along. Byron is Byron. Unfortunately, they want him to play the fool's role, and that's what he does. And you know, that, that's enough about that. I, I guess it was just I was really surprised because I, I thought I didn't expect Virk to be moral, you know, and have that kind of you know knowledge or that type of excitement or anything like that. But it, it was a tough one, you know. And then the show begins with Matt Riddle looking like an idiot again. And I know everybody goes, "Well, Matt Riddle." Met, Vince McMahon thinks Matt Riddle is funny. Vince McMahon also, when he stops thinking something is funny or he stops being interested in it, drops it like a rock. And that's what Bobby Lashley did to Matt Riddle last night. Dropped him like a rock in the opening segment before we even get started. We go into a match with the two of them, and it goes for 10 minutes, and it's a glorified squash match where Matt Riddle got a couple of moves in at the end before he got hurt, locked, and laid out, and that's that. I don't know what you can do with Matt Riddle right now. And I know, look, he's is believable when he's in there with Sheamus. I talked about it yesterday. But, like, how you have, have made this character and how can anybody cheer this guy? How can anybody support this guy? By just being a goof and then being a goof who usually gets beat up. It, it's just it, terrible. The Viking Raiders come back? That's good. Unfortunately, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander were on the other half of that match. And... They didn't get any entrances. They look to be gone as far as being something that Vince is interested in. You know, maybe we'll see them be chasing around uh, the truth and the new for the 24-7 title. Then we get Asuka saying she's she's ready for her rematch. She gets a rematch tonight, even though there's no automatic rematches. She gets a rematch tonight with Rhea Ripley. Cool. Then Charlotte Flair comes back, and this is how we end the first hour, basically, with with Charlotte Flair coming back and cutting a somewhat perplexing promo (laughs) on a perplexing night. She complained about the fact that she wasn't on WrestleMania because Asuka needed a partner. Remember that? To go after the tag titles? That, 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 That did happen. Then she complained about her dad being a fool at Legends Night, which he was, and then complained about Lacey getting pregnant. All of those things happened, and odds are she was going to face Lacey Evans at WrestleMania. But like that was done and over with. And then she had challenged Oscar, but they said Oscar didn't take her challenge, and and Rhea slipped in there and she stole the match, and that's why that's why she wasn't on WrestleMania. Now, nothing about the COVID that Rhea had brought up, you know, last week. But okay, fine, we'll we'll exit that out. But Charlotte complaining. She, she wants a rematch, and her promo was fantastic. She says we're not going to get the the, the subtle Charlotte anymore. We're, we're not going to get that, that, that shrinking violet. No, Charlotte Flair is out for blood. She's out to prove that, that she's that bitch. In fact, she said karma's a bitch, and she is karma. So the promo was really good. The problem is Asuka and Rhea then have their rematch, and Charlotte comes out and destroys both of them. Now, apparently, the the Thunderdome is being told to cheer Rhea after Rhea beat up Asuka last week, really for no other reason except for, I guess, they wanted a dynamic leading into WrestleMania. But then, if you're going to bring Charlotte back like this, doesn't that overshadow Rhea Ripley? Why did Rhea come in as a heel? It's almost as if they didn't plan this or put any thought behind it whatsoever. And that was probably the case. We're pushing up against break here, and when we come back from break, we'll start up how they how they looked at hour two. And by the way, you notice what I haven't mentioned? They ha- I haven't mentioned the fact that there's a main event for last night's show. We'll be getting to that a lot later on. We'll also be getting to your phone calls and everything else that's going on in the wrestling world when we get back from break. I'm Mike Sempervivi, Wrestling Observer Live.
1: That's 877 360 0402.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Mike Semper, be back with you. Brian Alvarez will be back with me tomorrow. We'll be back
3: with Vinny tonight for subscribers of the site, F4WOnline.com. Uh, just shooting back and forth with Dom during the break. Not to, to bury Adnan Virk, because I don't want to. That's the biggest thing I don't want to do here, I because I like him. I like him outside of the wrestling realm, but this is a lot like when AEW... Brought in Alex Marvez to do the play-by-play, and it was like I kept asking people, "Is he working in a box somewhere, calling matches? You know, is he? What's you know, is he practicing?" And there was never, I never got any clarity on that. Then we heard him in action, and it was pretty obvious that if he was, the the curve was going to be a little rough. I, I hope that's not the case with Adnan Verk because. Again, to try to build up some enthusiasm in his voice, you know, it's going to be the moves are going to be tough and the storylines and all this other nonsense when he's got a full time job. This is going to be an interesting thing to see how he parses this out. But he has got to get his excitement level up to somewhat of a, a range. You cannot rely on Corey and Byron shrieking back and forth to kind of balance things out there. So I hope they do find a balance there. They've apparently found a balance with uh, creepy nonsense things. They are now gender equal. We have one on the men's side with Bray Wyatt. We also have now have one on the women's side with Alexa Bliss. And I wish I would have known I was doing this show because I would have actually cut the promo from Raw just to play it for you of Alexa Bliss announcing that she found out she didn't need the darkness anymore. That little girl who was scared when all the lights went out and that creepy guy got in the ring and he took his two fingers and he shoved them in her mouth and all the lights went out and all of a sudden Alexa Bliss is an acolyte of Bray Wyatt and the Fiend? Well, she found out she doesn't need the Fiend anymore. She has turned on the Fiend and now she's got a new doll friend named Lily. And I guess she's going to be the Fiend of the Women's Division? I don't know what to say to that. I mean, if you remember the Royal Rumble, we got that WTF moment because of everything that was going on with The Fiend and Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton where Rhea Ripley just tossed her out. <laughs> the music started, the lights started to go, the monitor started to flash, and then Rhea Ripley just tossed her out, and that was that. Closed the book on that one. Do they decide to open that book back up again? Is this just all a ruse? where she will be now playing with Bray Wyatt's mind as he goes back to being in the funhouse? I don't know. But this is how we started Hour 2 of Raw last night, and I don't know what to say to to this. Uh, Randy Orton, I believe I'm going to vote for for the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame this year based off of this. And I know somebody is losing their mind right now about that, but Randy Orton is a already a Hall of Famer as it is, I think, as a wrestler. You know, I just there's other people I usually vote for and, and I wanna give some time. But like who Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss have done yeoman's work to an incredible degree with this. Like I don't think anybody else could just come out of this because Randy Orton announced during the show last night, not a whole lot long after this, that, you know, he wants a title shot and that the fiend is over with. And he's just going to step out of that realm now and back into the regular picture on Raw. Not many other people, and I have a feeling that most people will shake off this stuff with The Fiend, and it's like, okay, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, Randy Orton, Sheamus, Randy Orton, and, you know, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, and whoever, Riddle, that whoever it is that he's going to be feuding with. People will forget about The Fiend stuff really quickly. And not everybody can be like that. That's how good Randy Orton is. And Randy Orton did an amazing job throughout all of this stuff. I don't care about how dumb it all was or what you thought of it or any of that stuff. He did a great job with it. And he's getting my vote because to survive this, you know, you deserve a a Hall of Fame position. You you really, really do. But there you go. Uh, Mandy and Dana. So now we get to the part of the show where... Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are watching the Peacock feed of of Mandy and Dana walking down the ramp at WrestleMania, and Mandy busting her ass. And they keep going back and rewinding it and watching it and giggling about it and rewinding it and watching it. And Mandy then cuts a a pretty good promo, kind of goofy at first, you know, but, it was really embarrassing. But, see, I can still trend and all that sort of stuff. But then she said, You know, sometimes you you get things that you don't expect. I'm paraphrasing there. And she slapped the hell out of Naya. And then out of nowhere, Mandy comes in from the side, and they both start beating Naya. They throw her against the wall, they drop her on her ass, and then they walk away. Now, there's a problem I have with lingering shots when it comes to these types of deals, bitch, Two people that beat up somebody, or even one person, the person that get beats up just lays there like this, staring at the camera, as the camera stays on them for way too long, and you wonder, why isn't that person doing anything, and why isn't the person that just beat them up, why aren't they continuing to kick him in the face? I mean, there's not going to be any sort of like, you know, problems with this, just why? They just stop, and, and they always know to go to commercial after that, but... Mandy and Dana look like, okay, they're not the team that I wanted, but they need some new teams in the mix there. You can't keep facing Naomi and Lana over and over again or whatever. So, okay, fine. Not my choice, but okay, fine. They then have the match later on in the show, and Nia walks out, and she slips on the ramp. Okay... Very WWE. Fine, no problem there. Then during the match, there's a spot where is outside the ring. She slips on the apron getting back into the ring. And Mandy and Dana start uncontrollably laughing. And Nia gets enraged by this. And she gets in the ring. And what do Mandy and Dana do? The two people that slap this woman in the face together that beat her down? The the women's tag team champions that they're facing in this non-title match, if they win, they get a championship shot. A championship shot in the last few weeks that they've been bitching about. We want a WrestleMania moment. We want to face Asuka. We want a shot at at Shayna and Nia. They giggle so much that they back out of the ring. And then they start walking up the ramp. Mandy's laughing. Dana is telling her. <laughs> Dana is telling her what was it? it? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not did you hear that? Because she said it I don't know how many times. It's not worth it. This show isn't worth it. <laughs> Why if you were going to do a count out and you wanted to embarrass Naya? why didn't you just have naya slip on the apron bust her ass at the count of nine and that's it why did you have to have mandy and dana who started this who started this even though they double teamed her from a position of strength going into the match by beating her down backstage why why i know jared can't do this but there's a picture of jada kiss with a y shirt on I wish he could find that and put that up on the screen right now. Every time something like this happens, I want to see Jada Kiss in the Y shirt. Why? Didn't make any sense whatsoever. What also didn't make any sense to me, Damien Priest. Damien Priest, Bad Bunny is now gone. Damien Priest is going to continue to stay tied into the Miz and Morrison, apparently. And we have a Miz TV where Maurice is back because you got to promote. Ms. TV or uh, Miz and Mrs. That's fine. I understand that. So Maurice is there. Johnny Morrison's out there. Damien Priest comes out after they run down Bad Bunny for a little bit. He's got to defend his honor. Miz wants to fight him. Morrison wants to fight him. Maurice says, why don't you both fight him? They have a two-on-one handicap match. Okay, fine. Now, they don't take a break for this. They just come back from a break. And Miz and Morrison are now wrestling in full clothes, in full street gear, in in, in suit pants and all that, against Damian Priest. And the match itself wasn't bad. And to be honest, if this was another point in the feud, like a lot way later on down the line, this would have been fine, what the ending was, but it's not. You're still trying to establish Damian Priest as a single star. And I don't know how being distracted by Maurice. And as Miz's suit pants are torn and are around his ankles, I don't know how this helps Damian Priest to get rolled up by the Miz, who had his pants around his ankles and his black underwear. It just didn't make any sense to me. Damian Priest getting a win over John Morrison probably would have been fine there if he didn't want him to beat the Miz. They seem to be teasing something with Morrison and Miz anyway. Just at least very subtle. But it seems like they have some pieces there. They, they made sure to focus on Morrison getting laid out the night before by Bad Bunny. So why not do this again here, give Priest the win, and wait on this kind of nonsense for later? I thought it was ridiculous. Thought they tripped over themselves. And then literally after the matches are going to break, John Morrison trips, busts his ass on the ramp. That seemed like it was planned. But then the Miz does. And then Maurice did. And I thought it was a, uh, a pretty good way to, to end that segment. MVP... Bobby Lashley, MVP comes out to give the, the state of address for Bobby Lashley because, well, Bobby Lashley doesn't need a microphone to, to, to give his State of the Union speech uh, the, that a lot of guys do after they win the title. And I'll talk about it a little bit after break, but the promo by MVP was great. What they decided to do as far as the direction, I'm not sure if that made a whole lot of sense, but we should be used to that when it when it comes to this Raw show, eh? We're going to open up the phone lines for your calls as well, too. 1-800-878-PLAY. We'll be back. Wrestling Observer Live.
4: To all you do-it-yourselfers, get ready to welcome Fram into the fam. Because America's number one oil filter brand now has their own new line of motor oil and fluids. And it's only at Advance and CarQuest Auto Parts. Stop into Advance and choose from four new Fram oil change bundles starting at just $20.99. They have the oil and filters you need to keep your engine running stronger, longer. Advance your auto at Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest locations. See store for details.
0: Time for your small business report presented by Dell Small Business. Even though you may feel like it's not essential, it's smart to have an accountant you can go to as needed. Not necessarily hiring one to keep on staff with you, but finding a certified CPA you can hire to do your taxes when the time comes and get financial advice from when you need it. It also never hurts to have an accountant review your business's cash flow to make sure you're covered in an unpredictable economic situation. If you know your numbers and stay on top of them, you'll always be in a better situation. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. What do you get when you talk to a Dell Technologies advisor? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You get someone who understands there's an art to listening, Uh who's able to hear more than what's being said, and can provide tailored Mm -hmm. small business solutions that make you feel truly heard.
3: I understand. Let's get started.
0: For advice on everything from laptops to the cloud and solutions powered by Intel vPro platform, call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL.
2: Hi, I'm calling to schedule a shipment. Indeed knows unexpected employee turnover can turn your business upside down. Last
0: pickup is at 7? Team, we got to hustle. Like at
2: Sumita's online chai company, to avoid back orders, she needs to get started hiring right, right away. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. And the moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Visit Indeed.com credit and get a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post. Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Mr.
3: Announcer Man got it half right. Mike Sempervivi here with you. Brian Alvarez will be back with me tomorrow. This is Wrestling Observer Live. Phone lines are open. 1-800-878-PLAY. 800 878 7529 I'm going to put a bow on my thoughts on Raw here. And before I get to MVP and Bobby Lashley and the main event, the only other thing of note, I believe, on the show that took place in the third hour was The New Day challenging Elias and Jackson Riker. And basically what this match was about was who got beat up by one man better. Because The New Day came out there and they were just busting on Elias and Jackson Riker for embarrassing the tag team division because they both lost to Braun. Then Elias and, and Jackson Riker remember that, hey, wait, that happened to you too. When, when Omos, who was, by the way, was not on the show, no AJ Styles, no Omos, no Sheamus. There were a couple people who were not on the show. But uh, yeah, uh, Omos beat both of them down and they decided to have a match about it and it was okay it's just you know it's Elias and Jackson Riker and you know the New Day I love them but you know it's uh, you know it's we. I, I, when you see it all and after a 10 minute what felt like a 10 minute back and forth between the two they then go and have a 10 minute match which is not all that great and it's like this third hour by this point was it, it was kind of rough shape here but Right before that, MVP came out and spoke for Bobby Lashley and, and gave his address to the, the Raw locker room and to all of the people watching at home about what Bobby Lashley's plans are, the almighty. And, of course, this led to guys walking out and wanting to challenge Bobby Lashley, not the least of which was Drew McIntyre, who came out first. That was followed up by Braun Strowman. And then, as I mentioned a little bit earlier on, Randy Orton. Who just steps out of the Fiend's world and steps right into this one, and they had a good match at the end. You know, it was a it was a very short for the most part TV three way. It was a you know nothing. There was no reinvention of the wheel here. It was pretty generic, and it ended up with Bobby or Bobby Lashley. It ended up with Randy Orton uh, having the pin on Braun after I believe it was an RKO, and as he's got him pinned. Drew McIntyre comes flying in with the Claymore kick, delivers that to Randy Orton, that looked good, Drew gets the victory, boom, there you go. And then all of a sudden, T-Bar and Mace come out, Dio Madden, Donovan Dijak, they come out and destroy Drew McIntyre, give him a, a double choke slam, I believe it was, and, and they laid him out and they they walk out of the ring, MVP is on the ramp, and Corey Graves asks as much as I was talking about how great Corey Graves was, I don't blame him for this. I believe blame the whoever fed him the line. Did MVP have something to do with this? Oh, I guess we'll have to tune in next week to find out. I don't know who's going to tune in next week to find out, but uh, I have a feeling there are some people that watch this one that, that probably won't be I <laughs> God knows how long they made it. Dave and Brian had a debate last night about the fact that, you know, will, will the show get 1.8 million viewers? I think it will. It's the, the show after WrestleMania and... You know, I'm interested to see what the decline is going to be because it took till that third hour, that MVP promo where he addressed everything and set this match up. It was the third hour to lead to the match at the end, and maybe none of that matters. But if, if we see that the rating is down throughout the show, you know, that may be one of the reasons why, on top of a whole lot of other nonsense. Now, before the main event, yes, we did get a Firefly Funhouse. And long story short, Bray Wyatt's been reborn. All of the characters are back in the funhouse. Uh the the witch, uh that uh calls uh Alexa a B, and that's that. You know, they they didn't really tie anything together. It seems to be that they are separate for now. God knows I'm sure that these two devious forces will get back together at some point. Uh but for right now they seem to be separate, so we don't know where Bray Wyatt is going, but it. I got the vibe while I was watching this that it was like, is he going to go Jim Jonesian? You know, are we going to now pull back out of the the fiend stuff and a lot of that stuff and kind of go back into the 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 dark uh, creature? uh, You know, trying to speak to the trying to speak to the masses and trying to get them to join his his side, his cult, his, his vision. I got a, a feeling of, like, a, a tent preacher by the way that Bray Wyatt was talking about how he was reborn. And I just kept thinking, oh, are we going to get, like, a Jim Jones meets Brother Love? I don't know. Is that the worst idea in the world? I don't know. But I know I don't like the fiend stuff. And I know Bray Wyatt, if he's going to keep this thing going, you know, Chris Jericho reinvented himself a lot in 30 years Bray Wyatt's gonna have to do that a lot, seemingly every year, and he's gonna have to keep himself fresh. And I think that might be a way you could do it, and you still stay true to the Bray Wyatt character. Look how he came in; he had a family, he had a, he had followers, he had his sheep. You know, will we be going back to something like that, just maybe a little bit more menacingly? You know, we haven't seen a preacher character in a while, have we? I mean, we we had the Pope D'Angelo De Niro kind of played a, you know, a play off of that. We had Reverend Devon, we had the Fallen Angels Christopher Daniels. You know, we've had different different types of things like this, but it's been a while since uh, on the the main WWE stage we've had something like that. So, that may be a way to refresh the character. I don't know, but the Firefly Funhouse still exists, Alexa's Playground still exists and Raw still exists and uh, listen to what I said about the show. A lot of questions about this show going forward. Smackdown is coming up this week. There is and don't report on this because I don't know this to be true, but there are rumblings and we'll we'll hear what Raquel Gonzalez says on NXT tonight when she gives her state of the NXT Women's Championship speech tonight on on NXT. Uh, if she mentions anything about Io Shirai, because it certainly would make a lot of sense, since Io Shirai has exhausted almost well everything in, in NXT. There's really nothing else that that she could do besides beat men. That Io Shirai may show up on SmackDown on on Friday night and. That would certainly be a very welcome addition, if that is going to be the case. That would be very, very nice. And there was a a, a, a random, or not a random, but there was a little uh, news note that came out that was reported by Sean Ross Sapp over at Fightful uh, about that Raquel EO match that they had at NXT Stand and Deliver that they actually had to cut a little bit of time off of that match. and. I wouldn't have noticed. I had no idea uh, unless it was reported. But apparently, the show actually was running a little bit long, which was a rarity when it comes to the NXT shows. They're usually really well planned out. So uh, apparently, they had to have a little bit of of time cut off of that. But it, you know, they they certainly didn't miss a beat with it whatsoever. And we do get NXT tonight on Tuesday night. The Wednesday night wars are all over with now, and what we have coming up is. State of the Union addresses, I guess, by both Raquel Gonzalez and Karrion Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux. I would assume that the Scarlett Karrion Cross thing, hopefully that begins the show. I mean, it would make the most sense for it, too, to see, to kind of set up what Cross is going to do next. We get the debut of Taya Valkyrie, who is coming in as Frankie Monet. In case you're wondering who Frankie Monet is, it is John Morrison's girlfriend wife I don't know what it is doesn't matter she's not John Morrison's anything she's Taya Valkyrie and she's been around a long time and she's really freaking good and she's a hell of an athlete and she's a new face she's got a lot of charisma and good that place needs stars I mean they have a zillion women the same way they got a zillion dudes signed to the roster and they need more of them to stand out and she's certainly going to help make people stand out and plus if you want to do some things with men too you know you get her in there doing Rana's with Legado de Fantasma or something like that I mean I'd be all for that, so I'm, I'm happy to see her there. Speaking of Legato, Santos Escobar's got an open challenge. Boy, I wish Swerve Scott would accept that open challenge, and we could just have you know. And I know we've had one before, but I would love to just see a series of those matches with a lot better storyline than we had the first time around with with Swerve and Santos. And speaking of Swerve, he's going to have a match with Leon Ruff. You know, uh, Leon Ruff is a guy that they should have debuted a lot better, should have never had the North American title. He's one of those plucky underdog guys that they could have slowly built in and and really kind of built him up. But uh, you know the match with Scott with uh, Swerve is going to be good. They're going to be all over the place. Drake Maverick and Killian Dane against MSK. They faced each other in the, the, the tournament MSK won. Drake Maverick and Killian Dane won a match last week. They got him this title match. I can see Killian Dane turning on Drake Maverick here. Uh, plus footage from after, uh, Colin O'Reilly's match that they had to take over. What I'm hoping out of this is that we get a situation like Nick Diaz and Joe Diesel Riggs after UFC, I think it was 57 in 2006, where if we're going to get any post-match footage of this, since we saw Cole going out on a stretcher, what I want is footage from the hospital where these two guys started fist fighting again in the same way that Riggs and and, and Diaz did. And you could even have somebody run in and help Cole, hopefully McAfee, since I'm fantasy booking this, McAfee can run in in the same way that Nate Diaz ran in to the hospital and helped nick stomp out joe riggs that actually happened everybody that was a real thing that happened and since we're going to be doing this with with colin o'reilly tonight give me something like that but better take it to the phone calls now before we run out of time here and uh, we got a couple people on the line let's start off crunchy in honolulu david how are you
5: uh hi I, i i finally know what lucid means and i guess i am uh I don't know if you talked about this, but what's your opinion on this stupid eight-man, multi-man, whatever the thing is called, tag match? It just seems so random to me. What What do you think about that match? It, it looks horrible on this card, bro. All right, thank you.
3: See, you know what? Brian always says these things about you. See, I like the way that you set me up for that because I didn't mention that match yet, and that is on the card tonight. Yes, Indy Hartwell, Candice Lerae. Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory against Bronson Reed, Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Shotzi Blackout. <laughs> I've had a couple of those. Uh, Ember Moon and Dexter Loomis, uh, who is still in the mix with this. You know, I, I I wondered if we could see this possibility. It looked like they may be going in the direction with, with, with L.A. Knight. And you know what? L.A. Knight interfering in this and giving the bad guys and bad girls a win. I could see that happening here. Let's go back to the phones. Tony in Philadelphia. Tony, what's happening?
5: Yo, Semps. solo Sam show. Always love them. Let me get a quick dig at my terrible Eagles before I get to my wrestling point. Enjoy Kyle Pitts because my team is stupid enough to trade out of the top 10, but I digress. Last night. I said that that raw was the worst raw I've seen since the last raw that I've seen. That was a month ago. It was the word is overused, but it was a cringe show. Besides the main event, I didn't enjoy anything. And you brought the point up earlier about Mace and T-Bar. The retribution gimmick is over. It's done. They're contracted Raw members, and they broke up. Why are they not just Dijakovic and Dio Madden again?
3: Well, I can offer a little insight into that, and again... Much like Brian, I will say, do not report this anywhere yet, but once again, there are rumblings. I can I can say that there are rumblings here that we are going to see T-Bar and Mace. I don't know if they're going to be using their government names, but they will be back to using uh, new characters, or they will be using some new characters, having some new names, maybe even having that full fresh coat of paint. Whether they join the Hurt Business or not, I, I don't know, but... That looks to certainly be in the plans that next week, when we see these two guys again, probably standing next to Bobby Lashley, they will actually have new names. What that means for Slapjack and Mia Yim, I don't know.
5: It was very subtle, Mike, but I don't know if you noticed. When they showed them on the ramp, they didn't have the weird contacts. They didn't have the face paint. You could tell that it was Theo Madden and Dijakovic because... Their faces weren't covered by it, any paint or contact. It was like just dudes bearing a very small masks.
3: Tony, that's it. And that's, I think, the, the first step to actually, you know, fading them out of that. And I got to fade out of here and go to break. We'll be back. Wrestling are Live.
1: You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 846 2153 That's 800-846-2153. Do you need to sell your home? That's 800-760-1845.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. To this day, Juice is still a great movie.
3: This is still a great song. Eric B. and Rakim are still great. You know who also is great? All of you out there who have been listening to this show, the Twitch homies in the chat, everybody that has stuck with me this show. Brian Alvarez will be back with you tomorrow. Hopefully, if he's not, he lets me know a little bit more than 20 minutes before I wake up before the show. Because, like, I had, like, a piece of paper with bullet points. I really did think I was going to sit back this whole time and just listen to Brian rant. And, like I said, he probably still is going to have a little bit more left tomorrow for you because I know that he knows that you know that you want to hear that. We'll also be able to talk about NXT because the Wednesday night wars are over. I ran down the card. Dynamite is still on Wednesday night. That card looks pretty damn good too. Young Bucks, packing and Phoenix. Uh, Dax Harwood, Chris Jericho with Mike uh, Tyson as the special guest enforcer. Inner Circle and the Pinnacle Band from Ringside. This show was already taped. That's good because Red Velvet is facing Jade Cargill, and I like them both very, very much. I am very entertained by their promos and all that sort of stuff. They had a good match the first time around. They're working with each other again. It should be good, but hey, you know, still. Any extra editing can, that can be done is good. And what I also hope to do is watch Elevation because uh, Konosuke Takeshita was on that show and faced off against Danny Limelight. I can't remember if it was Elevation or Dark, regardless I'm going to make sure I watch that match before tomorrow. If you get a chance, I don't know how the match is. Obviously, I haven't watched it, but Takashita and there's a guy by the name of Tatsuya Endo. Two younger guys. Uh, Takashita at this point has been wrestling for God, I don't know what it's been now. It feels like eight years, and he's only like 25 years old. He's so young and he's so good. And I assume that match is going to be really good. He's one of the big stars in DDT. Those two guys had a match against Ibushi and Omega years ago when they had just started. And that thing banged. So hopefully it kicks ass. Y'all kick ass. That, That is for sure. And I really thank everybody for joining me today. Sticking with me today. Big Boss Man Brian Alvarez will be back tomorrow. As well as myself and producer Dom. For all the Twitch homies out there. For all of the listeners. I salute you. We shall talk to you again after a while.